This is a WTOP original podcast. From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. This is a special edition of Target USA. The State Department launches a brand new special program to recruit top talent. It's called the Colin Powell Leadership Program. The goal of this new program is to provide opportunities for students and recent graduates to experience the work of the Department of State while they share their unique backgrounds, talents, experiences, and perspectives and lend them to our work. Ambassador Marsha Bernicott is Director of the Foreign Service and the Director of Global Talent at the State Department. We need to find people as diverse as all of these new areas, as well as the uh, uh, traditional um, uh, areas um, in terms of expertise and interest. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. The State Department has launched a brand new program designed to attract top college candidates to help deal with yesterday's problems, today's problems, and the problems of the future. The program is called the Colin Powell Leadership Program. Joining us on this episode to talk about it, Ambassador Marsha Bernicott, who is the Director General of the Foreign Service and Director of Global Talent at the State Department. Thank you for taking time to talk to us today. Um, Speaking of global talent management, you are announcing something new today, and um, I'm pleased that we have the opportunity to participate in this announcement and rollout. Uh, the Colin Powell Leadership Program. Tell us a little bit about what that program's about. Yes, thank you so much, JJ. Um, When we learned of Secretary Powell's passing, we wanted to find a fitting opportunity to honor this great leader. And this unique development program supports the civil service and the department's mission. And, you know, it seemed like a perfect fit, right? Colin Powell spent his career building teams with a diversity of background, experience, and thought, and he surrounded himself with people who would challenge him. So ultimately, this made him a better leader and helped him to make more effective decisions. The goal of this new program is to provide opportunities for students and recent graduates to experience the work of the Department of State while they share their unique backgrounds, talents, experiences, and perspectives and lend them to our work. So how is this program structured? Right, well, um, there are two components to the program. Interns who will be students who are currently pursuing their bachelor degrees and fellows who will be recent um, college graduates who received either their bachelor's or graduate degrees 
within the last two years. And we'll have um, two recruiting roles for each of these categories. The first is social science student, um, which is our trainee for our interns, um, and uh, which puts them on the foreign affairs officer career track, or administration and office support, um, again, student trainee for our interns, um, to put them in the management and program analysis track. And then those series um, will be duplicated on the fellows side as well. Yeah. Now, our fellows will be, um, excuse me, let me, our interns will have the flexibility to work part-time or full-time and will be expected to complete their program within four years. Fellows are appointed on a career conditional appointment with a full-time work schedule. And once they complete the program within a year of their appointment date, um, will be eligible for permanent positions in the State Department in the competitive service. And we offer that same glide path, if you will, to um, the interns as well. Now, how is this program, the Colin Powell Leadership Program different? Because there are lots of fellowship and internship programs out there, but how is this different? Yes, this program offers the a direct pathway to a permanent position in the civil service. And that's what makes it unique. There's no other program like this. Our other internship and fellowship programs confer non-competitive hiring eligibility, but the participants in the Colin Powell Leadership Program can look forward to either being reassigned or converted into a permanent position with their host bureau upon successful completion of the program. Mm -hmm. And what are the requirements to be eligible for this? Yes, so th th these are highly competitive opportunities and we're looking for exceptional candidates who've demonstrated leadership potential as well as strong academic, cross-cultural and communication skills. So to be considered, candidates must have earned a GPA of at least 3.2 out of a 4.0 system. All applicants must be US citizens and must be able to obtain and retain a secret or top secret security clearance. Mm -hmm. um, so where are these positions located and in what uh, areas or fields will these positions be right. essentially billeted to? Right, um, they'll all be uh, located throughout our domestic State Department offices in Washington, DC, and they will be in the foreign affairs and management and analysis fields. Okay. Does this, well, I guess a better way to put this then is Secretary Blinken has announced a modernization agenda, um, I think some time ago. And I'm wondering how this plugs into that. Right. Well, Secretary Blinken's modernization agenda um, is meant to build a foreign service, build a State Department that is purpose fit for the um, challenges that we're facing in the 21st century. A central part of that agenda is our commitment to recruiting a workforce that reflects the richness and diversity of our nation. The secretary refers to it as our competitive advantage. We literally are the world. And how do we interpret and work in that world without bringing to bear all of the diversity that, that is inherent to the United States? To make sure that we're reaching all interested candidates from all 
um, types of backgrounds. Um, we're intending to promote the Powell Leadership Program widely, um, and we're going to use our diplomats in residence, the Department of State's uh, careers.state.gov website, as well as a new talent network database um, to reach our subscribers. And we're also doing virtual and in-person career fairs and of course using social media to make sure that we're reaching um, the full potential of applicants. We're doing that for all of our programs as well as our general hiring as well. Mm -hmm. um, and we're continuing to work to further to advance the department's commitment and efforts to attract and hire a workforce that reflects our diversity, especially given how competitive that, that uh, labor market is at the moment. So how many candidates do you are you looking to hire here? Right. Well, um, the number of, uh, of candidates we select will vary from year to year, but our first cohort, we anticipate hiring between 10 and 12 interns and four to six fellows. You've been in the State Department active for a good while and have served in a number of places. Why is this important to you? Well, again, you know, the, the world has, has truly evolved. I, I, um, a good colleague of mine talks about how in the 20th century, we were really focused on geopolitical and trade and, and, and of course, multilateral issues, but we were especially focused on bilateral relationships. For a good part of the century, it was about the US and the Soviet Union. In the 21st century, none of those um, traditional, if you will, challenges have gone away but we've added in um, these global challenges of health, um, uh, of, um, of uh, cyber security and emerging technologies, um, and of course, uh, the environment. And so um, we need to find people as diverse as all of these new areas, as well as the uh, uh, traditional um, uh, areas um, in terms of expertise and interests. I would also say, JJ, that, you know, for me, um, being able to serve, um, to serve the American people um, in this way, both here in the department and especially overseas, is an incredibly rich um, way to, to live and to work and, and um, to advance U.S. goals and, and our security and, and our prosperity. And um, I'm at that end of my career where it's really important for me to see that we're passing on these duties and these, and these goals to a new generation of, um, of, of officers and specialists who can um, do what we did, but they're gonna have to do it even better, um, mm -hmm. even more broadly and even faster given the way uh, challenges are, are, are coming at us these days. Yeah, staying on the topic of diversity for a moment here and talking, uh, I guess, a little bit more about women and women of color. Um, you know, I had a great conversation with your colleague, Ambassador Gina Amber Crombie, Wynn Stanley, who's the mm -hmm. Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer. And some months ago, and she told me, and, and she said to me in that conversation that her objective was to break some China. <laughs> I mean, that was just a really good way to put how the State Department was trying to break away from the, the status quo. Does this help to do that? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and, and I would say, you know, 
um, people have broken China periodically throughout the years, right? If I, um, if somebody hadn't broken China back in the late 70s, you right. and I probably wouldn't be talking. The question for me is, then how do we sustain these changes? Yes. How do we finally, right, really embrace the idea that um, by capturing the broadest set of perspectives and backgrounds and approaches that we have the opportunity to build a foreign policy workforce that can truly tackle the issues without being subjected to the blind spots that any one group of us would naturally have in spite of our best intentions. It also, I think, makes it much more meaningful for us to be able to talk about issues that are often difficult, especially with our foreign counterparts. When I talk about anti-trafficking, I can refer to the fact that my paternal grandmother was an indentured servant. Mm. And it really changes the way people look at the issue when they realize that one, there are Americans who have, this, who have had this experience and that the person they're talking to is part of a legacy of that experience. It, it, it changes the conversation. Yeah, there are so many different avenues that this this program and I think the idea behind this program can go down to address the problems that uh, exist in terms of being inclusive and in terms of promoting and uh, I, I think making sure that the U.S.'s objectives and its image is successful. And this seems to address most of that. And, and if not all of it. Um, I'm curious about when this starts and 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 uh, how we will know that this is out there. When What's the timeline for this? Yes, um, our interview, JJ, is very timely. Um, the first vacancy announcement for this program will be posted on Monday, October 3rd on USA. Uh, excuse me, usajobs.gov. Um, after uh, a qualifying, a qualification review of all the applicants, interviews, and the selection process have been completed. Um, all of the selected applicants will receive their conditional offer letters and begin a clearance investigation process in the November-December timeframe. We're anticipating that this first cohort for the Colin Powell Leadership Program will enter on duty the summer of 2023. Well, that's exciting. And I hope that this works and I hope it works well. Before I let you go, um, just want to ask this one other question since we have a minute here and apologies for taking more time. But um, mm -hmm. what else do you have like this on the horizon? <laughs> yeah, well, let, let me let me um, start first by saying when you say that you hope this program will work, we think we're on to something. Um, we hmm. just recently celebrated, the secretary uh, celebrated the 30th, the 20th, uh, the 10th anniversaries of the um, Pickering, Wrangell, and Payne fellowship programs. And then we also have a fellowship program for IT specialists, which uh, is five years old this year. How's that for coordinated? <laughs> it but, is. Uh, <laughs> but after after 30 years, um, beginning with the Pickering program, one in nine State Department employees is now an alum of one of those programs. Can you imagine? So we 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 uh, we, we we think 
they have absolutely contributed to, to the diversity. Um, in addition to the Powell um, program, we are also um, an, are announcing at this time the William Clark DS Fellowship Program. So this is a program for diplomatic security service special agent, um, those who are interested in that career track. It's a two-year graduate fellowship akin to the Pickering and Wrangell programs. And it's designed for people who want to pursue a master's degree and a career as a diplomatic security agent in the Foreign Service. Well, you absolutely have a grand opportunity here to make something big happen again. And as you mentioned, the timing is just lining up perfectly. Ambassador, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, hopefully one of these days I could meet you in person. <laughs> JJ, I look forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good day and a good weekend. Thank you too. And JJ, can I just say here at the closing how very devastated all of us here at State were to learn of Mike Causey's passing. He's been a friend to the federal worker and to the American public for, for decades, and uh, we will miss his voice. Yeah, I... Yeah, I thank you so much on behalf of all of our colleagues. Um, you know, he was just a very smart man. He was quick-witted. He was very compassionate. And I can say for sure that he, over the 18 years that I've known him, has been a big mentor to me. And in talking about jumpstarting people's careers, you know, what you're doing, um, he certainly provided that same kind of uh, effort uh, and opportunity for me through his counsel. So we will miss him. And we are greatly, greatly appreciative of your taking a moment to recognize Mike Causey. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to end the interview here and um, we will get on this uh, ASAP. And I thank you so much again, ma'am. Thank you. That's it for this special episode of Target USA. Coming up in our next episode, Russia's massive troop mobilization and Vladimir Putin's nuclear threats. The big question is how will this impact Ukraine's military? It doesn't, JJ. We understand that Russians have uh, very serious problems with their personnel. Yuri Sack is an advisor to Ukraine's Minister of Defense. We know that, you know, we have destroyed more than 55,000 Russian invaders on the battlefield. Sack says Russia's military cannot likely achieve any of the goals that have been put out before them. They are demoralized, they're degraded, they are not motivated. That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa, jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast.
Hey, Cobra Kai fans, come hear what Peyton Liss has to say on Kicking It With The Coves this week. Peyton plays one of my favorite characters, Tori Nichols. Our stunt coordinators came up with a sort of training background for each character. Mm, like, that's interesting. Uh, Tori had done a little kickboxing before, so that kind of came in when I first tried to take on Miguel and why I was cocky enough to think that, you know, I could come in here and I could just make an entrance. Listen to Kicking It With The Coves now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, and wherever you can sweep your leg and get the podcasts.